Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Tonight, we are going to talk about creative ways to binge your craft. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our creative weeks. So, Joy, what did you do? Well, I have been preparing for some workshops for teen writers in my area, um, all in keeping with NaNoWriMo. So if you're a writer, you know what that means. It just stands for National Novel Writing Month, and it's where a lot of writers try to write a whole novel in one month, which is super awesome. So I get to share some tips and tricks and talk to some teens about writing novels. Uh, So that's a lot of fun. And I am back working on my own books, which is great because I've had to take some time off to work on some clients' work and also to really focus in on school stuff because, whew, high school, (laughs) y'all. It's no joke. (laughs) Seriously. I remember those days. I can't remember the curriculum too much, but I do remember the teenage angst. So uh, if you are having to deal with that, I was quite a pill, and I'm sorry for anything you're going through. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's just, it's a lot of, um, yeah, there's that in small parts, thankfully not too bad, but it's mostly just the prep and man, it's a lot and worrying that you're getting all the stuff that they need to know and, you know, helping them learn and want to be lifelong learners and continue to be lifelong learners. I feel like that's the most important thing. So, yeah, absolutely. But so we're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You are. Your kids are great. And they're so much fun to be around. Oh, they feel the same way about you. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about your creative week. Yeah. So it's been really busy at work. I know I say that a lot, but it has been, and it it probably will be forever. Who knows? But, (laughs) (laughs) but I have been working my book idea through the seminar for Maggie Steve Otter very slowly, but I also think that the slowness of it might not be so bad because I'm getting some really great ideas and I really feel like they're solid things that will, will go stand the test of time, you know? And, uh, I was talking to you guys last episode about feeling my creative well and, and that sort of thing, just kind of filling back up and, and consuming a lot. And so now this last couple, week or two, it has been um, producing from all of that consumption. So I listened to a lot of music and stuff the last couple of weeks. And now I'm writing song lyrics for things that I have uh, got in store for the book. And I'm like, oh, well, this is this is good. It's working out. That's so, so exciting. it's like the, the creative process is still the same. So it works out <laughs> good for me because I like predictability. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And it's yeah. so important to fill that well. You know, we've talked about that before, but it really does make a big difference. You know, if you're just feeling kind of mm-hmm. stagnant, it, it it really does make a difference. Yeah, 
And we'll talk about consumption a little bit later mm-hmm. in this episode. So I'm not going to drown you with that information right now. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. But I guess it's a really decent transition into what we're going to talk about. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this topic about binging your craft. Joy and I started talking about times when we were like able to carve out calendar space to focus on our craft and how um, we did that during like NaNoWriMo and and writing weekends. And then we kind of started analyzing what the focuses of those sessions were. So for example, on our writing weekend retreat in NaNoWriMo, we practiced our craft. And during the seminar that we took with Maggie Steve Otter together, we were instructed on new things to try, and uh, and it expanded our artistic skills. When we read a ton in the genre that we're writing in, we're taking in that inspiration provided by our, fe- our fellow creatives. So what Joy and I recognized was that when we were able to binge the craft, the lessons learned in the skills practice were ingrained deeper within us than when we had when we were revisiting our projects moments at a time. The longer stints of time allowed us, um, allowed what is happening to our creative process to percolate. Um, But please don't misunderstand. Joy and I complete projects in 10-minute intervals, too. And it takes us a while, but I can't tell you how many chapters have been added to in the grocery store checkout line. That's just how I have to work sometimes. (laughs) That is so true. And you've heard us talk many times about this whole seizing time thing, those moments in the day, using every little bit of the precious time that we have. And what we're saying here doesn't negate it at all. What we're talking about today are those occasional opportunities where we get to binge, where we can set aside extra time for longer focused sessions. So This is something that we do think is important. I mean, we've talked about this before. We've talked about our writing retreats and things like that. So we do think it's important to try to capture one or two of these opportunities each year, um, at least because, like we said, these longer time periods allow us to dive deeper into our creative works. And before we get into how to binge, though, let's talk about what to binge. And this does relate directly to my creative week when we're talking about consumption. But consumption is one of those areas. But we actually have three areas that we think would be uh, the ideal focus areas for creative binging. And the first one is creative instruction, then creative practice, and then creative consumption. So you can focus on one area, um, a binge session, especially if your session is a shorter binge session binge session. That's a tongue <laughs> That's hard to say, that. man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important to balance your focus as you plan your follow-up sessions. See, you can't do only one of these things. Believe us, we've tried. <laughs> you kind of need all three. It's just like we need a balanced diet, right? Um, proteins, veggies, healthy fats, for example, you should allow yourself a balanced diet of each of these focus areas over time. If you feel overwhelmed or burnt out or frustrated, perhaps you need a time for consuming, like we were talking about in the creative week part. Uh, If you're feeling bored or stagnated, perhaps it's time for some new instruction. 
And if you're feeling insecure or doubting your abilities in your creative area, perhaps you just need to binge a practice session. Yeah, so if all you do is consume and you never practice, you'll never have a finished product. And if you only practice without learning something new, you'll stagnate and never grow as an artist. If you never consume and continually expend creative output, you'll never have longevity as an artist. Traditionally, we think of this type of binging in terms of events like NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, writing retreats, and Joy and I go for a weekend, but there are some that are like week-long and month-long writing retreats, which, wow, we would love to go on one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please, check the box. (laughs) (laughs) We could also think of like staycations or even big annual conferences as binge sessions as well. I'm really having trouble with that word tonight. (laughs) Let's see, what can we call them? Binge something. We, we can come oh. up with another word that makes it better. I don't even know. Y'all help us out know. with this. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and hopefully you guys are just really forgiving tonight because I've tried. I've tried. Obviously, I'm having trouble with that one. But uh, forgive me. Uh, these binge sessions, they can be in person or they could also be online. However, you're consuming those. But we wanted to trek off the beaten path a little bit and give you a few other ideas for ways to binge, either annually or at random, without sacrificing your responsibilities. And man, this is hard, right? Yes, you are right about that. So what we're talking about here is an immersion of instruction, practice, or consumption. Some of this, it may not be what you think about when you think of a binge session and what we've been talking about, um, it could actually be a series of weekend outings with an intentional focus. So this could be something like genre eating, okay? Um, Or going to art galleries. Maybe you you live in an area where there are several in your area and you go to one each weekend for a while. Um, An exploration of dilapidated buildings that you want to sketch or photograph. Um, something like that. It may not be chronological time, but purposefully honing your focus and strategizing time to do so without splitting your efforts definitely counts as a binge session. So I think a good example of this is one that May mentioned a few minutes ago, and that's like with us, when we are writing something in particular, we might just read books in that genre for a while. And so that's obviously not what you think of like, okay, I'm going to have a weekend getaway to do some, you know, binge writing. It's not like that. It just goes across part of our daily life. Anyway, it's just that we're only we're focusing in on reading certain books for a season. Hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I know that that's not like the traditional way that we think about binging. Uh, and, and I think that that's okay, though, to, to think of the, the word in a new from a new perspective and, and put a new definition on it um, in order to fit our needs and our lifestyle. And I think that is the important thing here is that most of us, our lifestyles are not conducive to a traditional binge session. And, and, but if we can kind of flip it on its head and find a new way of looking at it and a new, um, just a, a new shine to it, then maybe we could still be able to have our cake and eat it too in these situations. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So we are thinking um, even things like setting aside newsletters or articles by people who, re who you respect in your field and setting aside a specific time to read them or digest them in like, um, like on a weekly basis kind of a thing. Um, we, we, Joy and I actually suggest an email or an email folder, or like a Google Drive folder, where you can just pop those things in there and then just know you can set an alarm in your phone for every Monday at three o'clock or something like that, where it is your time to digest those articles about your craft and, uh, and really try to figure out a way to implement them into your, your creative life. So you could share that with another creative friend and discuss your findings if you want to further instill what you've learned or um, to talk about what you what you believe, like talk it out and see exactly what you believe regarding the particular um, information. So you can also set aside an afternoon from time to time to focus on these things, um, perhaps by writer or by topic. Uh, for example, the first Wednesday of the month, I'll read through all of my tucked away emails and articles about editing. <laughs> Here's another example, and this might be a little bit off the, you know, off the beaten path, as we said earlier. Um, how about an immersion into improving your vocabulary? That could be done in a habitual way. So, for example, Merriam-Webster Dictionary has their Word of the Day podcast and email, so you can get either way, whichever you prefer. Um, the Oxford English Dictionary also has a Word of the Day email. It doesn't look as pretty, but y'all, they give you so much more, like, background about the word. Like, so if you're a nerd like me and you also want to know where these words came from, that's really super cool. <laughs> you can also find vocabulary quizzes for free in dictionary apps or online that you could play in those little in-between moments. So this combination of little moments produces a binge-like experience that will ultimately improve your linguistic range. So you're kind of just taking this binge session, but you're getting it in tiny chunks spread out throughout your every week. And at the end, you might find yourself maybe using some words that you didn't use before or understanding some words that you didn't know before. And it's kind of cool to see how those words tend to pop up. I think maybe it's because writers subscribe to these. And so they see these words and they're like, oh, I'm using that. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like in every news article or whatever, you're suddenly seeing this word that you just saw in your Merriam-Webster's word of the day. And that's probably why. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, you'll pick up on it more, too. Yeah, And the people around you will be like, what? I said the word tumultuous the other day. And they were like, what? <laughs> I was like, who does that? <laughs> I, I, I guess I do. Nerd <laughs> <laughs> right here. It was really funny. Like when you when you see people actually like kind of recoil or something. I don't know. It's, it really does loads for the self esteem. So I would have given you a hug. It would have been great. That's why you're my people. That's right. So, so I'm going to give another example that is actually not super healthy, and you probably shouldn't do it. How about that? Like cheese fries and yes. double bacon cheese They're super yummy, but nobody really needs them. Uh. Oh, let's not be hasty. I think we need them every now and then. 
So this kind of involves like the whole consumption and feeling the creative well. And it also reminds me of my creative week too, because when I am reading these books and these stories and all of that stuff, I'm generally doing it at night when I'm supposed to be sleeping, but everybody else is sleeping too. And, and it's like the, the only, only quiet, quiet time. time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so don't be like me, but... <laughs> But this is a time where I can consume these great stories and really get excited about my writing craft again, even though I wake up like hungover the next morning. (laughs) You always feel like I'm like constantly feeling jet lagged, (laughs) but it's okay. (laughs) So, So just to recap for just a second, we have three different areas to focus on whenever you choose to binge. And those three areas are creative instruction, creative practice, and creative consumption. And then we've got a little bit of a twist on the definition of binge and and how we can creatively binge. So yes, go on the conferences go to the writing retreats, go to the art retreats, go take a cooking class for a week, you know, go do these things that are going to definitely be the traditional way that you binge your creative craft. But, but if you can't, maybe there's a financial holdup, maybe you're a caretaker, maybe that you just hate to drive, maybe you have social anxiety. There are ways that you can binge with this new definition and this new perspective that can fit into your lifestyle. You can still manage your responsibilities and you can still improve your craft in that deep way that we were talking about earlier. So true. So I think, are we ready for a QWERTY challenge? I think we are. (laughs) All right. So we just want to know, where are you as an artist and what do you need? Do you need instruction? Do you need practice? Do you need to consume something? If If you feel overwhelmed or burnt out or frustrated, perhaps you need a time for consuming. If you are feeling bored or stagnated, perhaps it's time for some new instruction. And if you're feeling insecure or doubting your abilities in your creative area, maybe you need to go binge a practice session. (laughs) Just some food for thought there. So we hope that this helps you guys, that it gives you a different way of thinking about things and maybe stirs the creative pot, so to speak, for you this week as you go off about your days. Yeah. So if you have anything to contribute or if you just want to chit chat, you're more than welcome to visit us at QWERTYWritingLife at gmail.com. So you guys have a great week. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTY Writing Life.